Hey everybody, this is Mark and this is episode number 50, that's 5-0 of the Hard Rock Core Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If it's your first time here, thank you for giving me a chance. If it's your 50th, bless you. That is amazing, but I appreciate everybody who tunes in and gives us a listen. The conversations that I have, I am just honored to do that in hitting 50. 5-0 is a milestone, so thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. Episode number 50 I have, and for those of you that know me out there, I am a huge fan of the band Opeth. And being able to speak with the keyboard player, Per Weberg, who is putting out another solo album, in fact we'll call it a solo EP, on May 14th, having this conversation was a huge, huge honor for me. And Pear's EP that's coming out on the 14th has a long title, but I love the title because all four tracks on this EP strung together are the album's title, which is All Is Well in the Land of the Living, But for the Rest of Us, Lights Out. That's that's awesome. The conversation with Pear was phenomenal. I enjoyed the conversation. We talk about musicianship. We talk about the free form in, in some of the tracks here where he just said a a time limit of six minutes and played it three times. I mean, just an incredible musician. What he's done with Opeth, Spiritual Beggars, you know, when he sits in with Candlemas, they're just such a great musician here. And I really, really hope you enjoy the conversation. And I hope you get the EP on May 14th as well. As always, you can find me online at hardrockcore.net. Links to all of my socials, including Instagram, Twitter, the Spotify playlist, the YouTube channel, and of course, all of this podcast information. And now let's get to episode number 50 and this great conversation with Per Weberg, who's releasing a solo album on May 14th. Here we go. And this time, for those of you on YouTube with video. I can. Perfect. How are you today? I'm good. And I'm a little bit, my picture is a little bit dark, right? Oh, I can totally see it. <laughs> okay. I can do, I can do this. Let's see. There's no stage lights. <laughs> this is, this is as good that is, uh, as it's going to get today, I guess. No, thank <laughs> you so much for your time. I can't tell you what a huge honor this is for me today. Um, Cool. Thanks for having me. No, thank, thank. Shout out to Liz for setting this up. You know, she's the greatest. Yeah, cool. It's uh, it's the first <clears throat> first time I've had any contact with uh, her and uh, Airsplit actually right. for for right. this uh, EP. So it's uh, um, they're new to me, but uh, very very nice. She's she seems to be on the case all the time. Absolutely. She works like clockwork. I know whenever I, I have an interview or a show to do for her, yeah. the night before at a certain time, that email comes through and here's your you know credentials, here's your information. She's spot on with everything. Yeah, that's that's great. Great. So how was uh, 2021 treating you right now? Well, I guess uh, as for everyone else, it's starting to get a little bit boring uh, to not be able to do what I'm supposed to do uh, work-wise. Uh, but it is what it is. 
try to, you know, write and record as much as possible, really, um, with many different things, and and just take it from there. Um, that's that's how it is. <laughs> right. It's been it's been a rough, you know, year and a half year for and all half. of us waiting for this. But yeah. when you um, was this? And, and, and I gotta say, I love the title. I think you're up for the longest. EP title in the history with all as well at the land of the living, but for the rest of us, it's lights out. Um, yeah. Was this all written during uh, the past year? No, it wasn't. It was written before. Wow. Uh, okay. If it would have been um, a normal year, I assume that it would have been released last year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's 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 been uh, it's been finished since uh, September. Wow, that's a long yeah. time. What what made you hold it? I mean, obviously, I know the last year. What what made you not release it prior to the pandemic? I guess. Um, <clears throat> well, I started I started writing and recording the CP uh, like kind of shortly after the first album was released. Um, okay. And because when the first album was released, I. I wanted to play live, but maybe more like to try it out and do the odd show and, you know, maybe a festival or something. But I didn't see it as as like a touring thing, really. Yeah. Yeah. So but then. Then after a while, I thought, why not? You know, I should I should try and get out there and, and play shows. Uh, so. Then I thought I would do an EP, but maybe a little bit more laid back with more acoustic instruments, uh, and just to to sort of make something work in a in a small setting or you know right. in a, a small room. But then after a while, I sort of scrapped it and just thought, no, I should just go on with like the first album with with more like a traditional rock band uh, right. vibe to and. Uh, <clears throat> but still with the ambition that I was going to try and get on some tours, you know, or whatever, but uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah. Our, so our unfortunate is, situation in the world. Yeah, it is what it is. And it's uh, lots of people that are uh, way worse off than me, but it's... Um, um, I mean, it's obviously you want to you want to work with what you love to work with, so to speak. Uh, right. Of course. And uh, since traveling is a part of that, uh, I miss it a lot. Are, are are you one of the people who, when you're at home, you miss the road, and when you're on the road, you miss home? Does it work like that for you, or is it different? Uh, um. I think I missed the road more than home. <laughs> <laughs> that was an honest answer, wasn't it? That, that, no, that's I, a good answer. I um, I have never done anything else in my adult life than to play music, really. So that is uh, what, what I want to do and keep on doing as long as it is possible. Um, I don't have kids and obviously it's a huge difference if you do yeah and, uh, for, of course uh, so with that said it's it's maybe 
easier for me to, in a sense, to to um, not be as homesick as other people I've toured with that, you know, miss their family and, and their kids, of course, and so on. So quite understandable. Oh, yeah. I, I don't have kids either, and I, I've not lived the life that you lived <laughs> on the road and had those opportunities. But I, got, I, I guess when you talk about being on the road, are, are you the guy who – you know, enjoys the cities and when time permits, you get to, you know, go out and explore, maybe have some local food. Is that part of the stuff you like on the road or what is it on the road you, you enjoy? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. It's been like the last, what would you say? Well, for, for a fair few years now, I've played with so much different things. So, so it's... Uh, <clears throat> it's it's very I'm, I'm sort of tour jumping so to speak or right you play with play a festival weekend with one band and and then you play with a new band the next weekend etc etc so it's been there hasn't been that many longer runs with the same band for me for for quite a few years yeah so but i uh, i do enjoy checking out the cities and uh, the long walks are always good. Okay. You got to be good to clear your head from being, you know, stuck in a bus or, or trailer for so long as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so no, I, I definitely do enjoy <clears throat> exploring new, new places. Gotcha. Do you, do you have favorite spots that you've been that you really look forward to going back to often? Yes. Uh, if it's, uh, if you hit cities where you've been several times before, uh, there's, you always find good places after a while. It, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, if it means good food or a good record store or, you know, or, or just a good chill out place. So uh, there's always uh, spots in in every city that tends to stay, stay right. with you. Yeah. You mentioned record store. Are you a, a vinyl collector? Collector? Not as such. Um, I do have uh, lots of records, too many probably, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I would say I'm more of a music collector than a vinyl collector because I don't collect different pressings, you know, right. if, uh, and stuff like that. Um, I used to, uh, but I don't anymore. I sold off a huge part of my vinyl collection in the 90s. Uh, and changed a lot for CDs because in those days, because I've always wanted to, if I buy an album, I want to bring it with me, you know. Right, uh, right. So, and in in those days, it it was easier to bring along, you know, a CD right. than buying it. <laughs> So. Back then, you would put it in your disc man or whatever, and have your headphones, and you could go for a walk or exactly. Enjoy. You can't bring the turntable on the road with you. No, that was a little bit difficult. So, <laughs> so since I was traveling a lot, uh, I I chose to do that. I still have plenty of vinyl left, and many thousands of CDs as well. So, and you you listen to everything, correct? You don't. You're not just one genre type guy. No, I'm not. You're uh, everywhere. Yes, I'm everywhere for 
for good or worse, I would say, or for good or bad. But yes, I, I am. Um, I've always had an interest in, in all kinds of music. Um, and when I grew up, um, I was fairly young when, when I started playing with uh, older people that played blues because okay. that was, <clears throat> that was those guys, you know, they had proper gigs and you would get paid to, to play a gig, which was amazing right. <laughs> com- compared to, to play punk rock or metal with your friends that were the same age as you, because then you would, you know, you would get a soda and a sandwich, you know, right. and, and at youth clubs or youth houses. Uh, but when, when a little bit old, the people, uh, guys that were a little bit older asked if I could play with them, you know, you could go to different cities and all around Sweden and play, you know, proper gigs or whatever you would like it, call it. And, and, um, I mean, that was a lot of blues rock and blues stuff. Um, so in order to play that as good as I could, you know, you have to study things, you know. Right. Um, although my parents are jazz and blues fans, so that's more or less the kind, the kind of music that I grew up on at home anyway. So, <clears throat> but yeah, so I will, I always... I've always been interested in many different genres of music and still am. Maybe even more these days than when I was younger. I don't know. There's so there's so much music being <clears throat> released, you know, of all kinds. So Yeah. Well what you, you mentioned, you know, playing with the blues guys. Were you doing keys at that time or were you playing a different instrument with those guys? No, in uh, I I played keys then. Keys. Yeah. And, and what was it like playing with with people who are a little bit older than you and obviously playing to, you know, maybe a bigger fan base or bigger crowds with, with those guys, what, what did you take away from those experiences doing that? Well, it's when you, when you're the little kid, it's, I mean, you, you just sit and watch things and, you know, try to, you know, understand what's happening here. And, and, um, okay, so this is how you do this and this is how you do that and, you know, <clears throat> get an understanding for what it's like to to play a player show um, in, in, for, for people that you don't know. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and um, yeah, it was, it was a learning experience uh, very much and, and which which also made me decide that this is what I want to do as well. So you you had positive experiences playing with those guys. Yes, That's good. I think uh, yeah, absolutely, I did. So it's also yeah. a good feeling to be <clears throat> to be young a young guy and play with a little you know older people, but they they don't treat you like a kid because they put you know the musical trust in you that you can you can make this happen you know there's no you're not treated like a baby even though you're much younger you know because you you realize you're there because you you can actually play the the stuff that they want you to play so right right see that that's it makes me think back to like when i I, i'm a drummer 
Yeah, okay. um, When I was younger, like the very first band I was in, we did all originals. And where where I lived, the bands who were, all the bands were older. They were like 10 years older than us. You know, we were 18, 19 playing local bars, but the other bands were guys who were 29, 30. And they did all cover songs, but we did all originals. And the guitar players I played with were very into the... um, uh, Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, Ingr- they, they were guys who practiced and just eight, eight hours a day, just did nothing but that stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it forced us to, um, to be very musical. And these guys were maybe doing, um, not that the other bands aren't musical, but they were doing Scorpions and Fastway yeah. and stuff like that, you know, more, more rock-based stuff. And these guys wanted to do the shred stuff. So we, like you said, you, you, uh, you played with the older guys, you, they respected you because it was about the music. Yeah. And although the local scene wanted cover songs, we kind of blended in because we, we really focused on music and, and songwriting and, and skills. So that kind of, you know, opened doors for us to go out and play those things. So I know what it's like to get that respect level from those around you in the music community for just your skill set alone. Yeah, I think... You know? That's a, important when you're young, um, but and also if if <clears throat> if people can uh, kind of communicate on a on a on a good level if if you're doing something wrong and you know you know it's a learning process. But some people just shout at you, but some people have a good way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> saying like maybe if you think like this here and here and you know. It's uh, you learn a lot from from that type of communication. Yeah, a- absolutely. Now, just to, to go back as you're getting ready to release this EP, and, and I'm always curious because you, you're very musical in, in all your projects, whether it's Opeth or Spiritual Beggars. You know, and I love the last Spiritual Beggars record is is my favorite from them. Um, okay, but um, how do you approach writing? these solo records EPs how do you are you somebody who you hear it in your head first or do you just sit down and start playing how does it work for you uh, I try to play you know sit down and play an instrument uh, every day and uh, a lot of times something comes out of it uh, I would say the majority of of the time I'm doing that i would sit with a guitar on the couch that that's the that's always been like the main writing instrument for me or okay because it's just convenient and easy you just pick up a guitar sit down on the couch and just noodle away and sometimes you come up with stuff and then i record it on my phone and save it there and then from time to time, I just check what I got and see what might fit together and take it from there. Uh, with these solo albums, it was, I wanted to do new stuff, for me, new stuff, uh, and, and focus more um, more on the vibe of, okay. of, the, of the songs than just to be happy if I have a good riff, you know. I mean, most of the music that I played doesn't matter if it's progressive rock, blues, or metal, or any kind of rock or whatever it is. Have 
always been or mostly been based on guitar riffs. And so I wanted to do it from a different angle with uh, my solo stuff. So the <clears throat> there's been a little bit of where you would try and, and, and make or find sounds that you get inspired by. So maybe those would dictate the chords or the the vibe instead of the other way around where you record like the basic tracks first and then you add the icing on the cake so to speak you right know, whatever it might be but here it was about finding for, for some of the songs on the first album it was i i did some field recordings um just put a mic on you know a square in in stockholm and and in the woods and whatever to just record stuff nature and and see and tweaked it a bit and see what i would come up with from that so so it's a different way of of writing uh, for yeah. me uh, and um, but it's it's challenging and it's but it's a lot of fun and creative so so there's some field recordings on this new EP as well. Um, both both people and nature sounds. <laughs> well, you, you you bring that up. Um, would uh, but for the rest of us, is that one of the tracks that would be recorded in that format? That was different because uh, that was based on like a piano improv. Um, it sounds it sounds like it, it that's yeah. what it, i was like and it's very dissonant too and in yeah. just the, the flow is it's magical to me i set uh, i set a timer for six minutes and then i did uh, i just did a, a a free piano improvisation and i did three takes and uh, decided that i'm i'm not going to edit anything i just chose what I'm going to choose one take that I like the most and see. Uh, so I, I chose one and erased the other two, uh, so I couldn't backtrack. <laughs> that is, a, I, I'm just blown away that that's just a, a one take thing so, because I I was listening to it just the other night and I'm, you know, there's just so much going on in the dynamics and it's very it's very jazzy too, very free form about it as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. All the other stuff was added, added afterwards to sort of fit the piano part, so to speak. So, did you have a night? And that was all improv. Yeah, the piano part. Yeah. Fuck, damn that! I'm just amazed at that because it's just, it, I can feel that, but it just seems very well composed. Very yeah, well composed. I think, I think I listened to a lot of that style kind of whatever that style is but i listen to a lot of freeform and and improv music and uh, i mean you can sort of or at least i have to set sort of a what would you call it like a dynamic scheme for what you're trying to for your ambition so to speak i mean right. if, like before you start to play or at least it's like that for me like no, not you're not thinking about 
notes per se. It's more like you start off maybe dissonant and and laid back and then it goes and it builds and builds and then you take it back again. If you if you sort of memorize a little scheme of what you're trying to where you're trying to go and then then you have to trust your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know if you hit wrong notes it can kind of work because it adds to the dissonant sound that's in there. Yeah because I've, I've worked a lot with that to be try to be a little bit more free as a musician uh, to to get away especially for for uh, a, a song like that um, to stop thinking about what the right and the wrong notes are right uh, to just just let go and and it's interesting and it's a lot i listen to a lot of stuff that i guess a lot of people wouldn't call music as such but it's it's a lot more difficult than you would think uh, oh, yeah. because especially for me growing up with rock music in all in all forms they're usually built even it doesn't matter if it's metal or classic rock or pop most of the songs are, are based on the same structure when when you break it down very true there's a ver verse there's a chorus there's a middle eight and there's a solo and there's a bridge and you know you can but when you don't have those things to rely on it's it's a different mindset yeah yeah so so and i know we're, we're short on time here now but just how do you morph into doing you know playing the different gigs whether it's with uh kamchatka or candle mass and doing those gigs how much do you rehearse to go do those gigs you know by yourself or maybe with the bands because you're very fluid in doing different projects with Candlemas, it was easy because, I mean, those guys, they're a little bit older than I am, but it, it's its one of the bands that I grew up on in when I was a, you know, teenage metalhead. So when they, I've known them for since the late 80s anyway, but when, when I was supposed to start playing with them, they were super, you know, super nice and, and like, very thorough in explaining like from what album this particular song comes from and and whatever and i i just told him you don't have to you don't have to do that i know the songs <laughs> i've listened to them my whole life it's like i i can't play them you don't have to say that this song is from ancient dreams and this one is from epicus or whatever just tell me what songs we're doing this weekend and it'll be fine <laughs> so, wow that's so because uh, that's you know I, I love that band and the guys in in that band so it was totally an honor to be able to fill in for Leif when when he couldn't tour and so and a little bit weird since I played both keyboards and bass with Candlemas as well so but uh, uh, fantastic gig super fun yeah yeah, and, I, yeah yeah I saw them in '89 actually. Yeah, cool. I at uh, Hammersmith Odeon in England because I was going to uh -huh. going to university there, yeah. and it was uh it was them, Dark Angel, and Nuclear Assault that yeah. played that show. It was That's it was cool. awesome. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was awesome. But um, so what's next? Are you going to do anything special for the release or any type of live stream event or anything like that? I uh, I don't have a set date or anything, but I'm I'm working on uh, maybe trying to do a live stream this summer for nice. for my solo stuff. Um, that would be um, I've started to rehearse with a friend of mine, so so that's actually the first time I've, I've rehearsed the material with someone else, and we did started doing that a couple of weeks ago. So nice. you're a drummer. We need a drummer. <laughs> you got my passport ready. <laughs> there you go. So, um, so I'm hoping to do that. Um, obviously, live, any live touring or anything, chances are pretty slim uh, right. at the moment. We're doing a live stream with Kamchatka, May 28th. Um, nice. Uh, that was decided yesterday, so it's fresh. So, right. doing that and. Um, Apart from that, there's nothing really planned, like playing live or anything. Right. We'll see what happens, I guess. Just waiting to get the vaccine, uh, see what happens here. If it's going to be possible to start, maybe play some outdoor shows in Sweden to start with, or you know, something like that. Yeah, we so, got to keep our fingers crossed that things move quickly. So I know you know we rely on the music, but not just for you know the uh, art of it but the the mental state of us you know to have that connection with the fans and be out there that means a lot yeah absolutely uh, i mean it's it means so much um the whole um like traveling and and meeting people and sharing ideas and listening to others playing and you know it's yeah yeah, it, it, it's it's everything to us. But um, yeah. I am so grateful of your time today. I know you have other interviews coming up, but thank you for talking with me. I appreciate it so much. I've been such a huge fan, and uh, the music that you've created and, and contributed to over the years has inspired me so much. So thank you so much for your time. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice talk. Absolutely, and uh, I will send you a link once this is up and posted. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. And there you go. Episode number 50 is in the books with Mr. Per Weberg from Opeth, Spiritual Beggars, and of course, his solo stuff with a new EP coming out on May 14th. All is well in the land of the living but for the rest of us lights out love that title love the conversation and thank you so much for liz at ear split for setting this up much appreciate the opportunity here to have the conversation as always you can find me online at hardrockcore.net links to all of my socials including instagram twitter the spotify playlist the youtube channel and of course all of this the podcast information as always, stay safe, stay true, tell your family and friends you love them, give them a hug, and have an awesome day.